Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, we're back after a break. Um, yeah, thanks for being patient. I just like to take a couple of weeks off a few times a year. But a lot's been happening and I've uh, stacked up a, a few new episodes that I'm going to you know, put out over the next few weeks. But this week's episode is with a Spanish artist, uh, Felipe Pantone, or some people call him Pant1 or Pantone. Uh, yeah, it was good to catch up with him. I haven't seen him for years. Um, we hung out a bit in, uh, in Spain. It was really good to find out a bit more about his art and also find out a bit about the, uh, the crazy projects he's been working on. So, uh, enjoy. Uh, this week I sit down with Felipe Pantone from, uh, Valencia in Spain. How you going? How's it going? How you going, Tom? Yeah, good, man. Good. <laughs> How you yeah, it's been yeah, a while. It's, it's good to see you. It's been a while, actually, yeah. yeah. Last time I saw you was in Barcelona, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, we went out painting. It was good. It was much uh, mm-hmm. much warmer there. It's like, um, you know, you're in Valencia now, I'm in Melbourne, and man, like you look mm-hmm. all summery and I'm, I'm bloody freezing, all rugged up here. <laughs> Still hot here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, um, you're a Spanish-Argentinian. Like, have you, mm-hmm. uh, have you lived much of your life in uh, Argentina? Or you um, consider yourself Spanish? So I have both nationalities. So I, I, I'm both, actually. And, but I don't know, man. I don't feel like very identified with either place. You know, I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm from everywhere, I guess. You know, I, like, I don't spend much time nor here or there. So I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, ha- I don't have a strong connection with, anywhere really but with everywhere so yeah. you're a citizen yeah. of the world i don't know but i mean i mean it's, it's like really silly to say that but actually i feel like i don't feel very connected to anywhere specifically you know so yeah i guess yeah do you have have cities that have like a um a close place in your heart where, where you when you're there you feel more at home where in Argentina or in Spain? Or just anywhere in the world. Like, do you get to certain cities oh. and you're like, man, I feel really, re- like, comfortable? Yeah, I mean, the cities home. I go to often, like, I don't know, like, America, you know, mm-hmm. I go there very often. I feel at home. And same in Spain or anywhere in Europe, like France, I'm, you know, feel very at home. I don't know. Yeah. Argentina, I don't go there that often, actually, unfortunately. But I love it there, too. So, yeah. I don't know. Which, which part are you <laughs> from over there? I'm from Buenos Aires, yep. in, in Argentina, but um, so and I have family there and everything. But I've been going for the past three years. I went there maybe three times in total, and so I don't know. I think I travel. Um, I go more often to some other places, but obviously I feel at home there too. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel at home everywhere, really. I don't. I don't know. I could. I'm uh, so I'm basically a nomad, so I'm always traveling. So I feel at home as long as my suitcase is within 10 kilometers reach, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I always feel at home. I don't, I don't feel very worried about being, you know, anywhere. Mm. Were you like, um, like creative as a kid when you were growing up? Um, so I don't know if creative, actually, I wouldn't say so. I was always um, copying 
like say for example I liked Mortal Kombat a lot <laughs> and I always I had some magazines and I used to copy you know draw the same things I mean the same characters and stuff and I used to, do, to be pretty good at it I think uh, or everyone told me so so but I don't think that that is being creative you know I was just copying some characters so that's uh and then I, I used to play a lot of football yeah and that's 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 about my childhood <laughs> but sorry, and, uh, sorry go no and then i guess graffiti is what really unleashed or creativity for me for sure yeah i used to draw but you know like just copy things not really being very creative jesus christ sorry that's all right you're uh, in demand no, do, you know now now how the the phone is connected to the computer. Yeah, it so we're now Skype on the computer, so you can't help it. There's yeah. nothing you can do. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you were um, getting into graffiti and stuff, did you see it more as a like like a sport than a um, than like a creative outlet? Mm, like a sport, mm, I, I don't know. For me, graffiti has always been like a game, really. Yeah. Since I was a kid. It's always been like a game, you know, the, the other kids in the neighborhood would do it and then I wanted to do it too and I wanted to do it better and more times and faster and bigger and stronger. And so it's always been like a game more than, I, I don't know, really for, I guess for like a couple of years, I didn't feel it as something creative really. I was just like whatever, you know, like just my name and blah, blah, blah and not really exploring styles or anything maybe after a couple of years I, would, I, I guess I started like drawing more and trying to be better at that because you know I think it's like another element to, to be better at graffiti you know like you want to be everywhere like paint more paint bigger paint more neighborhoods and then you feel like you know style is another element to like win you know so and I guess that that's what unleashed or you know creativity. Yeah. Yeah. And do you me. have do you have people like um sort of telling like helping you develop your style or were you uh, just looking to get get better? You thought you were up now. Now it's time to start working on my style. Or like were you in a crew where like where people were were sort of yeah, yeah, battling yeah. each other style wise? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But um, yeah, for sure, I had a little crew. But I don't know. Like so, where I started painting. It painted um, painting is was um, in Torre Vieja, which is a really, I mean, it's not that small, but it's a town near the coast in Spain, and there's a lot. It's like a cheap place actually, so there's a lot of like um, people from Madrid, like you know, like not. It's not a fancy tourist destination, so it's like a lot of people from Madrid, a lot of people from the UK, but like um, so. And as, I, as I'm saying, it's not very fancy, so it's a lot of graffiti writers that will come there. And there's a lot, still nowadays, there's a lot of graffiti. And um, um, I don't know, we had like a lot, like back then, you know, you didn't, you didn't have access to, to magazines. Or, I mean, there were a couple of magazines, but it's not like nowadays, that's a lot of, you know, graffiti, access to graffiti online and stuff. So there in Torre Vieja, there was a lot of graffiti everywhere to like from tourists. Like every summer I was like, whoa, what is this? You know, like a lot of new pieces all the time. So that, that was, a, you know, that was really what got me there, you know, I guess. 
yeah. and new styles every summer. Like, it was super cool. Yeah. Actually, still, people go there all the time and paint. Cool. Um, did you have like uh, like goals with your graffiti when you were coming up? Like, you know, as you were getting better and your style was getting better. Like, did you have like writers you wanted to paint with and crews you wanted to be in, or you know, wanted to get more fame around you know yeah. different cities of Spain and living worldwide and all yeah. that type of stuff? Yeah, I mean. I mean, but that's like not until quite a few years. I don't know, like, well, I mean, you've been painting for a long time, so you also know how it used to be a way smaller world. Like, I don't know, like, I knew who Cantu was and, you know, stuff like that. But I, I used to look up to, like, Dems, for example, which is a rider that lived like 200 kilometers away from me. I mean, sorry, like 100 kilometers. So it's like, you know, like that's how far you would go, like your dreams would go, like a hundred kilometers away. Yeah. So it's, um, so that's, you know, and then, yeah, when the pa time passed and you got more access to more information, you know, dreams were, would get bigger. But when I was a kid, I was like, I just want to paint with James and Rosh and, you know, and the, the good guys from like around the corner, really, you know? Yeah. 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 I found it, um, like really interesting going to Spain when uh, you know when you look online and you see that people are doing really good stuff online but then you get to their cities and you don't see anything from them and it's like mm -hmm. oh well you know like these, these people they just they might be painting like really like out of the way places and that's all they're really painting but I noticed like mm -hmm. like in Spain I saw a lot of Dems pieces around and um you know in Barcelona like Sawe he's up everywhere and you know mm -hmm. I, I, I found that um no, out of a lot of the places I went, like um, Spain, like the the, uh, the people who were big on the internet in Spain were also like big up in the streets and on the train lines and and everywhere else. It was a uh, mm. no good culture. It was just uh, yeah, yeah. It was just something I yeah. I guess Spain. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. This little I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question actually. Like I don't know. I'm thinking about like the UK, for example. It's so hard to get out. Like. Yeah. I mean, they buff a lot. I mean, there's a few guys, that you, you know, but it's hard. Like, I don't know, people, you end up painting under a bridge, you know, real far. If you want to do, like, a nice production or something, or you paint in the, in the four Hall of Fames that are, you know, available in London right now, and people paint over and over and over. But here in Spain, I think, like, there's a lot more respect. Like, if you, or at least, like, more walls or something and i don't know like people just say i mean you paint something nice you don't get buffed next day like in london for example you yeah. know so and yeah especially i mean the two guys you mentioned you know they they paint a lot too so yeah i don't know yeah getting back to um london like i um i remember when i first arrived there like in in melbourne the the tradition is, you know, you go, you you find a spot on the train line, you take the roller and everything, you roll it, the background, and then you 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 know you stick around for hours and do a burner, you know. And when I first got got to London, I was catching the train up and down the train lines, and it's like, man, look at all these spots, and there's just chrome pieces everywhere. That's it. I'm gonna mm -hmm. I'm gonna do what we do in Melbourne, roll the background and paint burners and all that on the train lines. <laughs> I tried to do it, man. It's fucking impossible, you know. Even just, just getting... With BTP? No, man. Just getting... Just even getting onto the train lines was an absolute mission. And then you I get know. on and it's like, you know, you pop the tin off the, the roller paint, you start rolling it and then you're getting chased like within five minutes. It's like, 
fuck, I can yeah. see where, why there's the silvers everywhere. Trouble, actually. Yeah, 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 it, I know. Yeah, the tracks in London, it's like big, mm. big troubles. Yeah. I mean, you got the third yeah. rail and all that type of stuff to contend with. Yeah. And it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a different Actually, story. like, I, I mean, if you go, I mean, I know a bunch of people that they, they had trouble with uh, painting trains mm-hmm. and they don't even want to get close to the train tracks no, because, the, you know, it's the same uh, jurisdiction. Yeah. Like, if they, if they get caught, like, doing, you know, just a little chrome piece on a shitty, you know, next to the tracks, it's like, it would affect their their the train uh, thing. So yeah, it's really fucked. Yeah, it is. But um, getting back to uh to Spain though, like you um like when you got uh, asked to be part of um the Ultra Boys, was that like a big mm-hmm. moment in your um graffiti for you? Oh yeah, man. It was yeah, it was strange. So the whole story is in 2007, I organized a festival with my friend Omar, and and I mean, in 2007, I was 21. So, you know, I was a little kid organizing, you know, quite a big festival. I mean, it was like a music festival, actually, pretty big for, for where it was. And and we invited, and there was also graffiti, and we invited some people from France, some people from Belgium, Germany, and we invited Sozy One, which was like, you know, we loved Sozy One. But he was like, so the story with Sozy One, he... He um, he's the main singer of the Puta Madre, which is a like the biggest uh, hip hop band in Belgium, and they used to come to Spain to to perform all the time, and they were really big, you know. So the guy, apart from being a, a big graffiti guy, he was like a famous rapper. So we were like, "Fuck, we love this guy, but he's a big rapper. And he would he will never accept to come here." And so we we and we were paying like nothing, you know, like for to come paint. So we invited him and he accepted. And then when he came, he said, no, actually I came to, I wanted to come here because my mom lives in this very, you know, small town. So that's, and we became super good friends. And, you know, years passed and we started painting together a lot. And that's how we, I met the Ultra Boys. And then Dems and I, we became Ultra Boys and then Sawa as well. Uh, so yeah, man, it was like, uh, you know, people that, like big guys, like he's like, 15 years older than me, you know, like something one. So it's like people that you, we used to admire when we were younger. And then, you know, it's good. It was really, it was a big moment for sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I remember when like you started putting it up, I was like, fucking good on you, man. You know? Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, um, you know, I've, I've always been a really big fan of Dems and, um, and also Sawe and, and other people in the crew. And then I remember when you had the, the show in Barcelona and you all came out, it was like, man, I really want to go painting with you guys. And, you know, we nice. got to go out, did a shit piece, but I was like just happy to get some flicks, you know. That was fun. That was great. <laughs> it was that fun. Was a good... It was fun. Yeah. So, um, like, you, you use a lot of, like, uh, like fluorescent colours in your piece. Like, how did you get into... Um, using that color palette like because you know i've seen you also use a lot of silver and black but you 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 are drawn to like really bright vibrant colors like is uh was mm-hmm. that uh just natural for you or or was there a reason behind that yeah so i don't know everything's you know it's like it's part of i guess <clears throat> i started like i don't know when you you do enough graffiti i guess you like try to to think about every single aspect, like, like you study everything, you know, like you want to like 
be in every like if I get a piece on that or a tag on that corner, it's gonna get seen from there. And if you hit this part of the neighborhood, whatever. So it's the same thing with the colors. Like I don't know, you start studying why, what do I do in order to my for my piece to stand out more. So I guess you know that's how I was like fuck if I. I mean, it's so simple thinking, you know, it's not that I'm a, I'm a genius or anything, but I was like, fuck, if I do like more black and white, like more contrast, pictorically, more contrast and stronger colors, my piece always, you can see my piece better than the other that the people are paying next to me. So that's something that I started, I started like trying my work to go that direction, try to explore that. And that's actually what I'm doing now with my fine art, you know, it's like, I guess it came from there how you you know how to make it more stronger visually and i don't know it's something i've been exploring for a while now yeah it definitely stands out (laughs) yeah do you um do you have a problem with uh the fluoros fading over time like with if you if your piece lasts a long time especially in the spanish sun yeah i mean yeah there's a lot of pieces out there that now they look very different from when I painted them, but I, I, I kind of like it. I mean, it, they don't look horrible. They look like vintage, you know, kind of like 80s. I love it. I mean, I, I, don't have, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, they go yeah, from like great. fluorescent to more pastel, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I, for example, uh, that's what I do with my graffiti pieces. I always use fluorescent, but then when I do murals, I always use like, you know, the, the actual, like, you know, non floors and yellow, but really strong yellow, for example, uh, because I want that look to, to remain, but graffiti, it doesn't matter. You know, I really don't care about graffiti getting buffed. You know, it's like some, it's like life, you know, yeah. I don't care. So Temporary if it album. changes, yeah, I don't care. It's ephemeral. Yeah. I'm happy with that, you know, so. Oh, you've got a couple of pieces here in Melbourne. I'll, uh, I'll claim the spots then. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, <laughs> no, man. I didn't just, know they were still there. No, no, not, not for long. You said it's all right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just hey. <laughs> but, um, but with, with, your, uh, with your graffiti and also with your art, like it has a very like um, digital look to it. Like were you, were you ever a graphic designer or anything like that? So uh, not, I uh, don't have a graphic designer train, training, but... Um, I, yeah, I guess I, I've worked as a graphic designer, but always for myself. Like, I never worked for a company, and I, well, I, well, I studied fine arts. So when I, when I was, while I was studying, I had a little, I don't know if you remember, I had a little company crew thing. It was the DOCS, doing all the crooked shit. Yeah, I remember uh, that. So that was, my, yeah, nice. Yeah. So that was my friend and I, and we're, it was like a graffiti crew first, and then we started doing, like, uh, typography-based murals, and that, that was like 10, more than 10 years ago. Um, and then from there, we started doing like typography-based illustration, like graphic design, and we, I don't know, we were working with brands back then. So it was like graphic design work, but I never worked for a company or anything. So, but, oh, but I don't know, I guess I, I learned how to use the programs and I studied a little bit about it, about graphic design by myself. But I'm not a like trained graphic designer. Yeah. So with with your um like art degree, your fine art, like, is there anything you, like that comes to mind that you learnt from that? Because a lot of the people I speak to, they never studied art, you know. And it's like I'm just curious because mm. I didn't either. So I'm 
like is there anything from your art degree that you you still utilize in your um in your career mm-hmm. these days so what i mean i think i wasted my time big time but probably the best part is i i got to spend a year in the uk studying as well as an exchange program that was super good uh but yeah i mean i wasted my time like i in spain it's, a, it's like a big degree you know it's five years and you get to learn sculpture and painting and all kinds of stuff but like on you know printing techniques etc so i don't know i spent like two years doing oil painting like i can paint your portrait you know and that's like why did i waste my time like i don't really don't want to paint your portrait you know like i'm really not interested and i can do it why i don't know it's a waste of time and so that kind of stuff (laughs) i hate it you know and but i don't know why i finished like i ended up you know i guess my last year was in england so i said fuck it it's a good time you know and i finished and i got i got i graduated but anyway so what i think i learned from there the only good part probably is that i got to learn a little bit about art history and that's that's something that like i had no idea how anything about art really you know apart from like i mean like art as in like the institution art you know like all the you know the market or or what's happening you know like i i never went to a museum before you know and thanks to like going to fine art you know degree the this thing uni you know i got to learn what art really was and that's and also to learn art history is really interesting i think I mean, if I knew, I would have totally, uh, I, every time someone asks me, I always say, you know, get an art history degree. If you want to be an artist, way better. Because, like, you know, if you want to, like, I don't know, if you want to learn how to oil paint, get some lessons, you know. But, what, you know, the, the fact that they force you for two, three years to, like, learn that shit against your will. You know, for example, in my case, I never gonna need that, you know, and uh, I really don't need that. And, you know, I just wasted my time. I, you know, I wish they taught me how to, to use Illustrator, but they didn't, you know. So whatever you need really nowadays, technique-wise, you can easily find online or get some lessons somewhere or ask a friend of you to, like, teach you. But, uh, you know, art history, that's, a, that's really interesting. You get to learn how, you know, what art is and what's, you know, what's this, the path that art, where's art at right now you know what's next what should be next and what gives you a good direction uh, idea of what to explore you know next and i think that was really interesting for me although you know i took just a few lessons <laughs> maybe a whole degree would have been better yeah yeah um i wish i knew more about art history i guess i, I uh, i've tried to teach myself and i've gone to a lot of um galleries which i, I think I've, I've learned a lot but i want to i want to le- know more, you know yeah but yeah. that's a good way also. Yeah. I find it funny when people name drop artists and you just don't, you've never heard of them. They'll go, you haven't heard of so-and-so? And it's like, well, no, I haven't. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but, you, you know, you could always uh, name drop artists I'm sure they haven't heard of either. But, um, but when you were looking into art history, is that how you um, came across kinetic art? Yeah, for example, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and um, I don't know. I think it's very interesting to... Well, I mean, I think the art path, the the most interesting thing is that it's like a it's like a whole thing. So, no matter what you're doing, the important thing is to contribute to art history or 
not you know not to like I want to do my you know I want to change everything but actually to know what's been discovered before or what's been done it's really interesting to see what could be next or what or what's interesting for it to like keep going you know to add your little sand uh, grain to for it to keep growing I think that's very important so yeah like when I when I came across kinetic art, I was like, fuck, that's really interesting. And to me, it makes total sense nowadays. I want to explore that more, you know? So I don't know, that, that kind of stuff. I think it's interesting to, to know what's happened before. Yeah. That's very interesting, for sure. Do you want to um, explain to the listeners what kinetic art is? Uh, so I'm, I don't know by definition, is what any art that has mo- motion in it. So... It could be whether if it's virtual motion because of, of its optical art and, you know, the motion is in your eye or it could be actual motion of a piece. Um, that's it. Um, so I, I don't think I'm, I'm a kinetic artist by definition, you know. I'm just, I mean, kinetic art was a movement from the 60s. Yeah. I'm just making use of some elements that those guys invented to, like, try to, you know, do something else with those things. But I'm, I'm very res- respectful to the movement. You know, that's an old movement. Yeah, but was, some, some of the guys are still alive and working. Yeah, weren't they doing like um, optical illusions using colors? So like your eyes make up colors that aren't there and things like that. Is that is that what they were doing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's all kinds of uh, optical art. You know, it could be color or shape or I don't know. For me, it just makes sense nowadays. Or in my work, it makes. I mean, I try in my work to like talk about the present. Yeah. So, and for me, we're talking before like uh, the present times are like really fast, you know, very very dynamic. Like, you know, you're in Melbourne, I'm here, we're having a conversation. That's that's you know that's something, and that's something that really interests me. And I think, uh, you know, all these elements that they, they were working with in the 60s with the, all the optical art movement and the kinetic art movement, uh, I think it makes total sense nowadays, you know, like to, I mean, it makes sense for me to express what I want to express about the present times. So that's why, you know, I always go back there and try to, to get something from them and try to apply it onto my work. Yeah. Because um, doing, doing my research on you today, like um, Carlos Cruz Diaz, like uh, popped up a lot so was he was he like the yeah. um like the, the king of kinetic or <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean that guy is one of the top three maybe uh artists from from back then so basically i mean the mostly the kinetic art movement uh, most of the artists actually started in south america like venezuela argentina mostly and then they moved to paris uh, in the 50s 60s and also uh, Vasarely, Hungarian, and then he moved to Paris as well, and then everything originated there. Uh, but yeah, Carlos Cruz Diaz is like one of the main figures, and I had the, I was lucky enough to to meet him and a couple of years ago. He invited me and a couple more friends to to Panama where his studio is, and we did a little residency at his studio, and we worked you know alongside with him and it was amazing it was the best experience ever yeah, yeah yep. he has the best studio it's fucking amazing seriously and yeah, i don't know and the guy how how lucid he is he's 93 right now he was like 
just asking me, what the fuck is the graffiti thing, you know? What are you guys doing? Like, so, and what is that street art? You guys are all connected and doing things. What is, that feels like me and my friends in Paris back then, you know? Like, really, really nice guy. Super good. Yeah, because he did stuff on the streets as well, didn't he? Like, mm. Connecticut on the streets in, like, the 60s and stuff. A lot. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually... Yeah, yeah, he did a lot of public art. He's he's always been really into it. Like he always, like he 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 thinks that, you know, art should be in the streets, for mm. sure. I mean, he does a lot of museum stuff, but he's done a lot of public projects. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I was looking. I was uh, watching a video on him today, and it's like really cool to see that he's um, lived long enough to see the computers come in, and um, he can you know utilize them for his art. But also, mm-hmm. like, like just looking at him, and like he's ninety three years old, and he was still like real with it and real aware, and um, also had a lot of life about him. And I think it's because he's still so excited about his art, and he's in the studio every day creating. And you know, I just, I, I, he's still using his brain. He hasn't like just sat back and gone, oh, "I'm old. I'm not going to do anything. Definitely. I'm going to watch TV." You know, he's like he's still doing it. Yeah, yeah, he's super alive. I mean, the guy, he's a. He's really good at illustrator. I mean, you see him working, he's as fast as me, you know, he's like, bah, 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 bah. And, and the guy, I mean, he learned illustrator 15 years ago when he was almost 80, mm. you know, but that was 15 years ago. So the guy is really fast, you know, and really good at it. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can be old, but if you're still hungry and your life's still interesting, like, like say, for example, we were there at his studio and he was like, so tell me about the graffiti thing. What is that? You know, like he is like, he's meeting new people all the time, you know, and that makes, keeps you alive, you know? Like, I remember I were there and then next day, the official photographer of the Queen of England came, went there to take pictures of him, you know? It's like every day is like a new, a new gig, you know? And every day is like something new happening. These graffiti guys, this, you know, I don't know, always fun people come in and the guy is like really alive and, creative so it's awesome killing it yeah i'm a firm believer that uh, if you um keep your body healthy and and you keep your mind active you know when you're old you're gonna be fine yeah 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 Yeah, it's really really good to see very inspiring yeah so i was um uh watching that um video that selena miles made of you today yeah and it's really it's really cool i haven't watched it for ages i remember when it first came out and um yeah it's like (laughs) Like, did you help her with that? Because it's just it just goes through so many facts of of your life like really quickly, and it's, yeah, I was um, I really liked it because I, you know, I've seen a lot of Selena's work leading up to that, and it was a lot of um, you know, real graffiti based stuff. But this was just like fact after fact, but really um, yeah, yeah. done in a real quirky way, good narration and everything. Yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, yeah, we had this idea, and then we. I mean, she wrote the script, but um, like, I knew what I wanted to say to you know what to what to tell and what to hide, <laughs> and and we kind of like you know help her write some stuff. But she, yeah, she put everything together. She did a great great job. It's really good. Yeah, love it. Yeah, man. <laughs> so Although you- it's the kind of thing that you give so many facts that it gets outdated real quick too. Like, you know, it kind of needs like a new version. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you should have had uh, part one. <laughs> yeah. So you've um, you've chosen not to show your face, like with your art and all that, even though the, you know you're doing so much fine art these days. Like um, yeah. 
way more than graffiti nowadays. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. But I really, I really like the way you've gone about hiding it in like videos and photos. Like you always, um, like, like choose a different creative way to, to cover your face. Do you, do you enjoy that part? Like of uh, going, Oh, let's do this. And like, mm, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really think about it too much, but I guess when photographers come, you know, they're always like really disappointed. Like, man, you need, we need something, you know, and you're like, okay, what do I have around here? You know, and you come up with something. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just try to keep it that way. Hopefully. I mean, I think it's, I think it's so much better. Like, it's just not really not important, you know, my, my face, like, I mean, look at it, you know, it's like, <laughs> seriously, it's like, who, who cares about it, you know, like, I think it's better to, to look at, like, I haven't chosen this thing, you know, like, you know, whether my, all my, all the visual work that I make every day, that I choose every single aspect of it, you know, so I think that, you know, those images that I make every day, they say way more about my, about me than my face that I didn't have the chance to choose, you know, so that, you know, just show my work, you know, it's way better. Yeah. And if it's like, um, you know, if there's not a face attached to the artwork as well, it's sort of like you just, you just focused on the artwork and it takes away the human element. And as soon as you put a face to it, it's like, oh, that's what that guy looks like. And then you sort of mm -hmm. imagine that person painting that artwork after that, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, seriously, I just hate when when you Google some artists, there's a lot of artists out there that you Google their name and, um, and you really want to see the work and you have to type whoever and then work, you know, because otherwise it's just their faces because they're really pretty. And it's like, bro, like I really don't care about how you look, you know. Yeah. I want to see what you created, which is why I'm Googling you because, you know. Yeah. So, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's like, like to... Hopefully, it stays like this for for a bit longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a handsome bloke, man. You better watch out. You know, you're gonna get um, you're gonna have your face all over the place if you start. <laughs> but uh, but with I was uh, I was looking at that Polaroid commercial you did, and that was really cool oh, yeah. how they covered your face in that, like how it had like the like I don't know. I'm really happy how you moving up. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm really happy how that came out. It's like uh, you know how I always try to be very picky with the commercial work that I do, you know, so, you know, obviously I need to do those things to, to, you know, to keep paying bills and stuff, but you always don't want to like relate yourself with the wrong brands and always like get to do certain, you know, certain amount of these things per year. You don't want to like, and then this one, I'm very happy. Like I could do more of this, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it was a good thing to do. Yeah, how'd that all come about? Because it's, it was quite um, apt for you, I think, like knowing you, because I don't know when it, last time I saw you, you had some real funky glasses on and all that type of stuff. And, oh, really? You know, yeah. and I guess like being in Spain, you need sunglasses a lot as well. And, <laughs> you know, like, like um, did, they, did they approach you and like fly you to America to yeah. do the ad and all that type of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how, how it went. Just, but, um, just an email appeared in the inbox one day and that was it. That was it, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm luckily lately I'm getting a lot of commercial opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, but as I told you, I try, you know, I you know, I really try to be selective. Like I don't wanna, I mean, I wanna, I wanna be an artist, you know. Like I, I, I wanna focus on doing art, really more, more than commercial shit. But 
at the end of the day, you need those things to survive too. So, you know, but, the, you know, if they're like this, they give me a lot of creative freedoms and, you know, and actually say about the, what kind of video I wanted to make. And then the, the guys, that, actually that guy, my, uh, Michael Belcher, he's the, the director and he's amazing. You know, he's done work for like, I don't know, like Bob Dylan, you know, and like he's a really, really big uh, director of photography. Um, they killed it. So I'm really happy to, to do this kind of work for sure. If it's like, if it's going to look this good. Yeah. yeah. But you never, I mean, usually you're not that lucky. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've got some good, you've had some good ones though under your belt. Like, like do you, do you feel that there was like one art project or painting or something that really like boosted your career? Like and got you more into the commercial space? Um, Mm. So I did this uh, this collaboration with uh, Ken Block for for his car. He's a like the, he's the American rally driver, and so I designed his car in back in 2015, and all the library for for his thing. And I don't know that wasn't the the I mean it was a good gig. And I I think what after that like brands started offering me like shitty things, you know, that's what I think after that brands maybe looked at me differently. That's what I think, you know, like it's not that it pushed my career or anything, but I think I started getting like, I started not getting the shitty, the shitty offers anymore. And that's, that was pretty cool. Everything got more serious maybe or something like that. (laughs) I don't know. Because that, that, that would have, I remember when that happened, I was looking at it online just going, man, you hit the jackpot on that one. You do. Oh, sorry, bro. That's all right. Shut up. You can put your phone on silent, sorry. but not the computer, eh? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, man, everything's linked. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's not that I hit the jackpot, but uh, yeah, like, I guess everything started being more serious after that, more professional, maybe. Yeah. And how did that's, that come about? So that was, uh, that was, I mean, like all of them, you know, this just a random email and actually it was like really fast how it happened. I was in, at the time in, in Brussels, I don't know what I was doing. I was doing a job or, or I don't know, I had the show with the ultra boys actually. And so I was there in, in Belgium and I received that email uh, from Ken Block and they were like, yo, I will love your work. Should we collaborate? We want you to design your, my, my car. And I was like. That was the, his manager. And I said, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't even know who you are. Like, I don't really don't know anything about cars. Now I know a little bit. But that, back then, I had no idea. He was like, uh, you know, my car, blah, blah, blah. And I had to Google him. And then he said, where are you? And I said, I'm in Brussels. Can you come to London tomorrow for a quick meeting? And I said, well, actually, I don't have anything to do tomorrow. So they got my ticket and I went there and I met, I had a meeting with Ken Block, which eventually I realized that he was, you know, pretty much a celebrity in the US and everywhere actually. And I was like on the train, on my way to London, Googling his face, like, who's this guy, you know, reading his Wikipedia page. And that's it. And he, you know, we had this meeting, we hit it off and, you know, it was easy. Yeah. And I went to LA and did all the work. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you just painted make a painting and then they used like they broke that up to make the wrap for the car or did you have to design the wrap for the car as well so i first started 
the process was uh, basically they gave me all the uh, templates for the car. And I started designing on that to what was the best for me, you know, how to place elements in order to, you know, to convey what I wanted. And then we, they also gave me like, you know, they, they told me where the, all the stickers are going to be because it's crazy. I mean, they're, you know, Monster and Ford and I don't know who the fuck is there, but it's insane. Like the amount of, and they actually, they buy all these brands, they buy the space. So it's like, you know, this biggest monster and it goes right here. So you have to work around it. And, um, and then we decided all the elements that we wanted to include. And I, I designed some, some logos as well for like, they have some phrases like kill all tires and like ain't care and stuff like that. So I designed all those logos and then I made the paintings with the logos and the, the elements that I was going to put on the car. And then, but they, actually the final, the final touches they did as well because they had to, I mean, they, they kept including brands and they had to play around that. But it was like a, like a combination, you know, of their designers and my, and my, and my work. It was, it was easy though. It yeah. was good. I was looking at photos of it today. It was a real shame. I had like the big monster energy drink, like logos all over it and that. It's like, oh, it's crazy. You know. <laughs> yeah. But hey, that's, that's when you get a gig like that, you know, who cares? Millions of people still see it. You know. yeah. but, um, but, but you, I'm happy that how it looks. It's, you know, I mean, the logos is what it is, but, uh, you know, it looks like a, like a real race car. Although, otherwise, like I had some tests without the, the logos and stuff. And it doesn't look like a race car, you know? Yeah. So it kind of, it's kind of cool too. Yeah, it looks like an art car instead or something like that. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So didn't you um, also do a speedboat for him or something like that? Hey, what's her? Do you do a boat as well? A like boat. A, so yeah. I did a, a canal boat in London, but that was a, like a, just for this guy that owned this canal boat. boat. Um, oh, you're talking about for... For, yeah, Ken for Ken Block, I thought I thought I saw oh, a speedboat as well, like cruising. Yeah, around. yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, that was the same library that I designed for the car. Yeah, and we applied it onto the boat too. Yeah, yeah, and on, onto a bike and onto what else? I don't even remember. Yeah, I mean, he has a lot of things with wheels, yeah. and so without wheels on the water, a lot of things with motors. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Did you um? Did you charge him extra per per vehicle? Yeah, yeah, that's mm. good. Good business. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people just sell the sell the design, and that's it. It's gone, and then you see it everywhere, and it's like, you know, you shoot yourself <laughs> in the foot. But um, but anyway, you um, like, you spend a lot of time in like a digital landscape, like like with you with you immersed in your artwork, but also like on the computer and and things like that. But you're you're also painting a lot outside. Like, do you? Do you prefer painting like indoors or being in the studio? Oh, oh sorry, outdoors or yeah. being in the studio? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I love both things like equally, really. Like um, I don't know, man. As you know, the working on the streets is so is I mean I think it's super cool. Like so in the studio you have total control. Like you can decide how big is your canvas. You know, if it's a computer work, every you can decide everything. Whether the street is more like designing a car around stickers, you know, yeah. like you know, maybe your lift doesn't reach the left part of the wall, 
or you don't have the right red or the cops are chasing you or you know or your ladder can go over the fence of the BT, British transport police fence. So I don't know. It's like all these circumstances uh, uh, shape your work, and that's super interesting. Like, you know, sometimes I get I have to paint the mural, and you know, I get there, and what I said, like the leaf doesn't reach a certain part, so you have to work around it and make it, you know, come up with it, with a design that you have never done in the studio if you had freedom you know all the elements that you need so that's super cool man that's uh, actually i came up with the best ideas thanks to working on the street and uh, on the other hand i love to work on this in the studio or for gallery because i can do whatever the fuck i want so i love i think they complement each other beautifully you know yeah i think it's awesome yeah Mm. so um do you spend a lot of time in in front of the computer when you're designing your work um yeah but not so much like i don't know i'm I'm pretty fast designing i mostly have ideas and i think about them all day and then like say for example if it's for a mural i i, I need the pictures or usually if, if depending on the project sometimes they you know they they require a a design prior but so that kind of sucks but i get you know i need the pictures but otherwise i'll go to the place feel the space you know like the you know make sure about the lift about the paint everything and then with that i work really quickly i go back to the computer or i just improvise or but if it's in the studio like usually i have ideas that also a lot of my ideas come from my walls so that's why i think i would never stop working outside because you know and then, so from something I've made on a wall, then I come back to the studio and I design. But I, I don't spend a lot of time in the on the computer, really. I mean, I do, but it's not crazy, you know. Yeah, there was there was oh. one one piece of yours. Sorry, this just popped into my head while you're talking. There was one piece of yours that I think it was in a show in Tokyo, and it was like mm-hmm. um a net, and you know how you held it up in different areas, and yeah. it looked like um I don't know like computer waves or mm-hmm. something like that yeah uh-huh. man that was fucking fresh i just oh thanks man yeah i just i, I, I just remember that and it's like i haven't seen and that was like years ago and i haven't seen you do anything like that since yeah just, true i don't know yeah i actually yeah. i don't know like yeah i mean for some reason I, i've been thinking about that installation recently i was like maybe i should do something more with that but i don't know i feel like I don't know, when I did that, I never saw anything like that. But now I feel like, I don't know, I've seen something similar. I, I, well, honestly, I don't remember. But I don't know. Like, I feel it's, it's done already, you know? Like, yeah. No. I don't know. Maybe no. maybe I should explore it a bit more. Yeah. But no, I don't know. No point in repeating with, yourself. Yeah. I don't know. With installations, I I don't know. For me, it's like a, like a trial and error thing or more like a fun thing to try something dumb and try something else and yeah i don't know yeah i really um really love that music video you did for dj so like, oh thanks man yeah like I've, I've i've watched it like a few times now and i watched it again today and it was like every single like scene of that video clip was like one of your paintings but then animated and it was like thanks, man. so much Cheer. work must have gone into that even just the thought process just the, yeah, coming up yeah, with yeah. the concepts for each frame, you know, is crazy. Like, did that take you a long time to put all that together? Oh, so we actually did it in, like, 
about something like 10 days, wow. but like with a lot of Red Bull and like like 12 hours a day nonstop. So I did it with Nache Sanchez. He's a <clears throat> like a motion designer, and it was like. I don't know. I was just running around the studio like, fuck, and now this turns into that and blah, blah, blah. And I kept sending him like, uh, I was designing an illustrator next to him. He would just animate everything. He's amazing. And yeah, man, I mean, I'm really, really happy with that one. And thanks for pointing it out. But it was like an epic failure. Like, really? I don't know, as a music video, it didn't work at all. I, I don't know. I think, let me check. Let me, let me take a look at it. But what do you I mean think, it didn't work? Uh, like, I didn't get many views or... Yeah, I think nowadays it has like like ten thousand views or something. It's like ridiculous, and it's actually you know what you know what's the <laughs> so this is the funniest thing. Like we um we hired this guy uh, Anderson Pack. Yeah. That back then no one knew, like he was like nobody. Do, do you know this guy nowadays? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Anderson Pack. LA. Yeah. Yeah, he's like so big nowadays. Yeah. So it was. It was crazy. We we hired him. He charged us two thousand dollars for the voice because the thing is that I had a I had a part in the in the in the music label. I mean, the, yeah, in the record label. So we hired this guy. We paid him two thousand dollars to do the the voice. And then when we were about to release the music video, he wasn't that uh, Dr. Dre album or like eight tracks, you know, featuring Eminem and Ice Cube. And he got super famous after that. And we were like, holy shit, we hit the jackpot. You know, this is going to be amazing. This guy is so famous now. So we released that video and no one cared about it. And it was like, fuck, you know, epic fail. But it's all right. <laughs> but it was, yeah, really crazy. Yeah. Re-release it now. See if you can um, revamp it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, again, I'm in some park, everyone. And no, one cared. no one gave a shit about us. Yeah. So, uh, so another thing that really surprised me doing like my research on you is like in 2012 you you worked as scenes assistant. Like how yeah. how did that come about? And that would have been fucking awesome. Like were you wrapped when oh, was, when you got asked to do that? Yeah, that that, that was so. Um, the thing is, scene story is that he I don't know when when this was maybe 2010 or something. He had a show in Paris and then he stayed there. Like he. Had a good time. He sold. He sold out the show, and he moved to Paris. Like went back to America. A couple of months later, he goes back to Paris. So he starts his studio in Paris, and he. Um, I remember the studio was tiny. It was like, I don't know, like fifty square, seventy square meters maybe, studio. And then, so he, like, I received an email someday from Sin saying, like, hey, bro, like. I really like your work and I would like you to come to my opening in Paris next month. Um, I'll get your ticket. And I was like, what? See, what the fuck? Like, you know, it's like, if you like uh, rock and roll and Elvis Presley himself comes coach you, you know, like come to my show. And I was like, what? Uh, definitely. So I went to Paris. I met with him and I was like, you know, you know, Lord, uh, praise the King, you know, like what the fuck? And then he told me, no, actually, I wanted to meet you because I wanted to move to Valencia because I'm paying a lot of money for this shitty studio in Paris and I want to move somewhere cheaper, uh, sunnier, and, you know, and more relaxed. So, and I know you're the man in Valencia, so 
you know, I wanted to meet you, and so hopefully you can help me and be my assistant and everything. And I was like, well, absolutely. I just finished university, actually. So it was, it was very, I mean, I was about to, like, try to start, like, a graphic design company or something, you know. I finished university. I was like, fuck, should I go back to England? Should I stay in Spain? And then this happened. So it was pretty awesome. We got a 2,000-square-meter studio, like a factory, you know. And two of my friends started uh, as assistants as well for him. So it was super cool. And so I worked for him for a year, I think. And then he said, we, I'm going back to America. So that's it. And that's how, that's all. <laughs> but it was, it was a fun story, man. And I learned, I learned a lot of things. Like, especially, you know how seeing in the, in the 80s, he used to be a, uh, he used to do a lot of airbrush stuff. Yeah. Or motorcycles and stuff like this. So he really knows, you know, all the masking tape techniques. Actually, his big paintings, the ones like the superheroes and all that, all the all the the outlines, they're all masking masking tape and spray paint. So that's actually the, how I started doing all my my canvases and stuff. You know, I use a lot of masking tape as well. So that was something I learned from him, and it was really good. It's cra- <laughs> crazy to think that um, your paintings that everyone knows today is like inspired by seeing scenes paintings and they look nothing alike but it's just um learning, i mean technique, technique not style you know it's um oh, yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no that's crazy mm-hmm. um yeah man so like do you have any uh like future plans and projects on the go like we've spoken about a lot of stuff that you're doing but do you have like um stuff that's uh on the horizon at the moment yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I um. Well, I have a bunch of. I'm always busy doing like murals here and there. And now I'm having a little break, but I'm gonna be back at it like in I don't know in two weeks maybe going back to America again. And and I'm also planning a couple shows for for next year. And but yeah, especially I'm planning a. This is, I can't really, it's really, I hate, you know, this it was a secret project, but it's actually, I shouldn't talk about it. It's something I'm going to release on my own website. Um, so that's something that's, that's getting me really busy right now. Yeah, it's very exciting for me, this project. I'll tell you about it as soon as we hang. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. And, uh, but, but then also I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my first solo show in New York. Uh I think that's going to be in October, maybe. Um, I'm not sure. But that, that's, that's very exciting, too. Yeah. So, yeah, man, a bunch of projects here and there. Cool. And you're no plans a- for Australia, though. I'd love to go there. Ah, so. I'll have to come see you. But, um, and, and you're about to release a new video with um, DJ Soak and Anderson Park. That's right. That's right. It's coming <laughs> out next. Uh, yeah, this, if you don't know who Anderson Park is, he's killing it right now. You should check it, take a look. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so if people want to see uh, your art online, like where's the best place for them to check it out? Oh, probably easiest is my Instagram, Felipe Pantón, uh, or my website, FelipePantón.com. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, um, you know, thanks for taking the time to have a chat. I won't, uh, it's been a pleasure, bro. Longer. Good to see you. Yeah, man. It's been good. It's been a long, long time. Yeah, man. Come to Spain. Will do. You don't have to twist my arm at the moment. It's bloody freezing here. i hope you enjoyed this week's episode to find out more about today's guest go to benchtalkpodcast.com there you'll find all previous episodes and images of the guest's artwork 
Also follow us on Instagram, bench underscore talk. There you can keep up to date with all things that are happening with the podcast. Bench Talk's also streaming on SoundCloud and Facebook. Just simply search for Bench Talk Podcast. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to rate and review. It helps get the word out. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye.